G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. The benefits of living a life surrendered to Christ. Today on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. When you surrender your life to Christ, God the Father says, All that Jesus has is yours. All that Jesus is, is yours. All that Jesus inherits, you inherit. All that Jesus accomplished is your accomplishment. All that Jesus' righteousness is your righteousness. All of Jesus' authority is your authority. All that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. Thanks for joining those in your neighborhood and neighborhoods across six continents in listening to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Celebrating more than 30 years of passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth, Psalm 16 exposes the incredible inheritance awaiting those placing their faith in Christ. Today, Dr. Youssef zeroes in on the hope exposed in this psalm, showing how it can help you navigate the days in which we live. Today's message is part of a series, God Has the Answer for Every Problem You Face. Listeners, Dr. Yusuf guides you to experience the life-changing words of David on Leading the Way. Today, I want to look at a thousand-year-before-Christ's-birth prophecy. It's about Christ, but it's also about our inheritance in Christ. Psalm 16 prophesied regarding our inheritance. The psalmist looked through the eyes of faith a thousand years down the road, and he saw the indescribable inheritance that's in Christ. And so, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, David discovered how believers in Jesus are going to get it all. Look with me, please. First, the condition of our inheritance. Now, God's Word said, those who have an inheritance in Christ and with Christ, they are totally under His sovereign control. They are totally owned and operated by His sovereign plan. They are conscious of the fact that their very breath is in His hand. They know that they can persevere, and they are preserved in Christ. They know that they are totally engulfed by His everlasting arms. In fact, David's prophecy here in these four verses, that's the first four verses, he mentioned three different names of God, just in four verses. El, Yahweh, Adonai. He mentions them all in the Hebrew language. Now, we saw in the last message, El describes the omnipotence of God. El describes the all-powerful God, the almighty God. El describes the all-sovereign God. We also saw that Yahweh has represented different character of God. He is the covenant-making God. He is the covenant-keeping God. 
Adonai is the Hebrew word which means He is the Lord, my Lord. He is the King, my King. And here, He puts them all together, all three completed meaning of who God is. El Yahweh Adonai. Say it with me. El Yahweh And He gives us the full picture of God in the first four verses of this psalm. He is saying, He is not only my maker, He is my mediator, and He is my master. And because He is all of that to me, therefore, no fear will ever haunt me. No worry will ever possess me. No anxiety will be my companion. No foe that can daunt me. Why? Because the condition of my inheritance is being guaranteed by Him. Uh, The condition of my inheritance is protected by Him, because the condition of my inheritance is my complete preservation in His hands. But the psalmist really saying something even stronger than that. He's saying, El Yahweh Adonai means much more to me than that. Besides Him, nothing and no one will ever mean to me more than Him. But He's also giving us a very subtle test to know if you meet the conditions of that inheritance. And if I meet the condition of that inheritance, a very subtle test. What's that test? Look at it with me. Ask yourself the question, do I seek the companionship of the Lord more than anybody else in life? Do I seek the companion of those who seek His companionship more than anybody else in life? Do I feel uncomfortable in the company of those who openly sin? Do I find that the values of the godless trouble me? Does the lifestyle of the godless repulse me? That's the test he gives us here. It's a very subtle test, but it's here. That's the test by which I can know if I'm meeting the conditions for that inheritance. You will know where you are. Nobody else does except you and God. If you are like Peter finding yourself warming your hands at the fire of those who are hostile to Christ. Be very careful because denial of Christ is around the corner. Are you with me? So the first, the condition of the inheritance. Secondly, the content of the inheritance. I hear and read about people who go to a public hearing of a will, They can't wait to go and hear. But you see, we know what it is. We don't have to wait for the public hearing. We have it. Verse 5, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. Let me put this psalm in its historic context, because without understanding why David, at that particular point in his life, write those words, you would think that he had written them when he was a powerful king sitting on the throne of Israel, and he said, yeah, of course, I mean, he has made it. No, you have to understand when he wrote the psalm, and that should be a comfort and encouragement to every single person who's at the sound of my voice. Most theologians agree that David wrote this psalm 
when he was a fugitive from King Saul. King Saul was chasing David all over the countryside of Israel, the land of Israel. And when David, being chased and running from cave to cave, he was deprived of his inheritance. You see, most of us know that when Joshua led the people of God into the land of promise, they divided the land, and each tribe got a certain inheritance except for the Levites. They didn't get one. That inheritance passed from generation to generation to generation of the people of God. David's share of that inheritance was in the fields and the farms of Bethlehem, because that's where he came from. That's his origin. That's why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. You see, as long as Saul was on the throne of Israel, David was deprived of his inheritance. As long as Saul hunting David from place to place to place, he was deprived of his inheritance. Even his parents, if you read the Scripture, you see very clearly his parents became fugitives too, and they joined him in the land of Moab. Here's a lesson for all of us. When you find yourself in David's place, when you find yourself in the tough circumstances as David found himself, instead of crying the blues, instead of feeling sorry for himself, instead of saying, woe me, instead of becoming bitter and angry, he said, forget about my earthly inheritance. (laughs) I have a far greater one. The Lord Himself is my inheritance. Amen. Amen. Listen, I know we sing, I would rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I would rather have Jesus than riches untold. It's like a Scottish friend of mine said, hymns made more liars out of us than the devil. Listen to me. When the push comes to shove, I wonder how many of us truly can say, I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. Now, I don't mean silver and gold, the metal silver and gold. Maybe it's important to some, but no. Whatever your silver and gold is, it could be different between you and the person sitting next to you. What your silver and gold is might not be that person's silver and gold. Silver and gold for you might be a person. Silver and gold might be some things. Whatever it is, your silver and gold, can you truly say, I would rather have Jesus than this, whatever this is? How easy for us to sing. <laughs> Look at verse 6. David said, The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yea, I have godly inheritance. I'm sure there are some here who would want to ask David some questions especially if you're going through a tough time. I know because I'm not a stranger to tough times and difficult times. I'm sure you want to ask David, David, my buddy, get real here. (laughs) David, you're a fugitive. You're going from cave to cave. David, you're running from rock to rock. David, you have a stone for a pillar at night when you go to sleep. David, you are hunted like a rabbit. David, you have nowhere to lay your head. David, you have nowhere to rest. Oh, but David would say, the boundaries, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely, I have a delightful inheritance in the middle of this. Beloved, 
those of us who live by sight and not by faith, and we all have those moments when we cease to live by faith and live by sight, those of us who want David to get real and be realistic, I can hear David to be saying, you see, you don't understand. You don't understand. (laughs) This is a life of faith. This is seeing the unseen. This is a life that is complete in El Yahweh Adonai. (laughs) El Yahweh Adonai is my inheritance, and that's everything. No wonder God honored David. Listen, we all know about his failures. We all know about his foibles. We all know about his problems. We all know that, but God still honored him because of David's faith. David says, you want to place your trust in your material possessions? Good luck with that. (laughs) Do you want to trust your statement of net worth? That's your choice. As for me, I am placing my trust in the glorious eternal inheritance. Amen. Amen. You know, every statistics I read, it says that the baby boomers in our culture are bored out of their minds because all of their focus is on this life. The younger generation who have unrealistic expectations, they're frustrated, they're restless, and they're depressed because the focus on earthly inheritance, not eternal inheritance, always makes your problems worse. So many people look at others and they compare themselves with others, and then they get depressed. David would say to all of us, that's not me. That's not me. Regardless of my current circumstances, I know that I have a fantastic future. I am going to get it all. (laughs) You might want it all now, but I'm going to get it all, and it's going to get it and going to stay with me. Uh, You say, David, how come? How come, David would say to you, because I remember back yonder in my father Jesse's home, there was an old prophet by the name of Samuel. He came over there, and he poured oil on me and oil on my head, and he told me that God has a plan for my life. He told me that I have an incorruptible inheritance. I have an inheritance that no one can steal from me, inheritance that no one can take away from me, inheritance that no one can deprive me of, inheritance that no one can exclude me from, an inheritance that can never, never, never be lost. Beloved, listen. You may be going through your own private Gethsemane, right now. I don't know, you do. You may be going through some puzzling times and say, God, why is this? Why is that? God, why? Why am I here? I thought I would have been there. Now I'm here. You may be going through unspeakable pain that only you and God know. Like David, you can say, back yonder, Jesus came into my life. Jesus promised eternal life to me. Jesus forgave me all of my sins. Jesus saved me eternally. Jesus promised me an inheritance with Him. Jesus assured me 
that He has a plan for my life. Jesus promised me that I will reign and rule with Him forever. And therefore, no matter what I go through right now, no matter how dark it appears right now, no matter how difficult things are right now, no matter how tough my circumstances may appear, my boundaries have fallen for me in a pleasant place. Amen. Amen. The condition of our inheritance, the content of our inheritance. Thirdly, the culmination of our inheritance. Look with me, please, at verses 7 all the way to the end. What is he saying here? He's saying that in this life, my life is guided by El Yahweh Adonai, not Dr. Phil. I have nothing against the man, but be careful where you get your advice. In this life, I am guarded by El Yahweh Adonai, <laughs> not by a government program. In this life, I am gladdened by God, not how much I have or don't have. Not only that, but in eternity, I'm going to inherit the whole universe. <laughs> Psalm 16, verse 10. Look at it carefully. Underline it if you have your own Bible. It's a very important verse because it's quoted by both Peter and Paul in the New Testament. Verse 10. And the New Testament writers have made it very clear that this verse is fulfilled in Jesus Christ at the resurrection. Therefore, this 1,000-year-old prophecy, it says that you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. And see, that's why the body of Jesus was in the grave only three days. It did not see decay. The reason our own resurrection is sure is because Jesus' resurrection is sure. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I shall never die. I shall never die. It's like Moody used to say, when you hear, the old Moody died, don't believe them. I'll be more alive than I've ever lived. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I shall live forever. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I shall reign and rule with Him for all of eternity. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I share Jesus' own inheritance. Question. How much is that inheritance? How much of that are you going to inherit? I remember the days I was living in California when Howard Hughes died, who was supposed at the time was a rich man, and now there are a lot of people richer than him now. But back then, and the media was running around asking the lawyer, he said, how much did he leave? How much did he leave? And the lawyer said, all of it. <laughs> how much of that inheritance are we going to have? How are we going to inherit? Well, it's not measured by millions or billions or trillions. No, it's measured by the billions of galaxies. That's how it's measured. In comparison to what our inheritance is in the universe, this planet Earth is a drop in a big bucket. <laughs> Verse 11, in your presence there's fullness of joy. You know, I was reading about Henrietta Guinness, the heiress to the Guinness fortune. She took her own life at the age of 35. 
with all that money, with all that wealth, she took her own life, and she said, I would give it all for a moment of joy. Think about this. (laughs) And yet we will have joy, not for a moment, but forevermore. Not just for a short period of time, but forever. I want to share this historic event with you as I bring this message to a conclusion and a challenge. In the first century Rome, when a young man achieved the legal age, the legal status, now in Judaism, bar mitzvah, which is the age of 12, this was around the same age, 12, 13, 14. It was customary for the father of the boy to take his son to the forum where there are masses of people there. And there publicly, at this public platform, the father would say to the citizens of the city, this is my son. He is now come of age. He inherits my name, he inherits my property, and he inherits my social position. Then he will take off the boy's togo, and then he will put on him what is known as togo verilis, that is a man's robe. And from that moment on, it becomes known that all that the father is or has belongs to the son. I'm getting ready to shout because I know what I'm going to say. (laughs) In a far greater way, when you surrender your life to Christ, God the Father says, all that Jesus has is yours. All that Jesus is, is yours. All that Jesus inherits, you inherit. All that Jesus accomplished is your accomplishment. All that Jesus' righteousness is your righteousness. All of Jesus' authority is your authority. All that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. There's more than that. There's more. One day, one day, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to stand at the forum of the universe, and He will take yours and my human body, and He will give us heavenly bodies, glorified bodies, supernatural bodies, and He will declare to every creature and every created being, You are a joint heir with me. Now, my beloved friends, this is an inheritance worth singing about. This is an inheritance worth waiting for. This is an inheritance is worthy of the name inheritance. All that the Father is and has belongs to the Son. What a powerful promise to hold on to. If you'd like to explore more about what that means specifically for you, take a moment and speak with a Leading the Way pastoral team member. Start the conversation by filling out a quick form at ltw.org Jesus. While you're at the website, take a look at what else you can do too. First of all, learn more about Dr. Yusuf. So many just consider him one of the many voices they hear on the radio every day. But his experiences growing up in the Middle East 
immigrating from a socialist country, going to seminary in Australia and California, well, his story offers him many insights you'll not hear from many other Bible teachers. Look for the About link near the top of ltw.org. In fact, there's a very compelling video of his life story on that page you'll not want to miss. The main website is ltw.org, ltw.org. And if a question ever comes up and you'd like to talk with a live person, call a ministry representative at 1300 133 589. Once again, 1300 133 589. Connect with Dr. Michael Yusuf when you visit YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and all of the social media networks. Find the direct link at ltw.org. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.